0: folks listen up i've got something crucial to share with you today in this uncertain world you need to be prepared for anything especially when it comes to your health that's where the wellness company comes in offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit picture this you're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick effective treatment the wellness company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips from proven treatments like ivermectin to generic z pax and amoxicillin this kit has got you covered But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off. Peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe. Stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn.
1: Keep
2: America you keep America
1: we'll keep America great I keep America you keep America we'll keep America great I keep America you keep America we'll keep America great welcome to the bob and eric save america show with guest host rampage rants my name's
3: bob dunlap
2: my name's eric Matheny. I don't think I'm a guest host
3: anymore. He's not a guest host anymore. You're an integral part of the show. we got to change the name of the show. It's just for Brandon. I know. I, I, I didn't, didn't what it. to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rampage, as always. Guys, thank you all for tuning in. We were not here last week, so we got a lot of ground to cover. Two weeks is an eternity in this day and age. Thank you. Please hit up the Patreon, patreon.com. Everything you give helps the show continue to go and keep moving forward and just doing what we do here every Saturday. So thank you for that. Uh, above all things, support our sponsor, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. For all your My Pillow needs, Sheets, towels, slippers, you name it, we have it. Use the Bob and Eric promo code for up to 66% off your order. And Bob, we have a very exciting new partner that we have. Uh, You put this together with a nice promo code. Tell us about this new promotion we have. Well, everybody got used to
1: telemedicine thanks to COVID, and that's what this is. And it's industry leading telemedicine company. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can call them up. There's no co-pays. It covers the entire household. It's $29 a month. But for the first month, if you use Bob and Eric, it's $9.95 for the first month. So if you don't have a doctor and you need a prescription, they don't do pain pills, but they will do ivermectin and or uh, hydrochloroquine. Um, But if you need a prescription, you just call them up, tell them what's going on and boom, go to your local pharmacy and pick it up.
3: Yeah, telemedicine is the wave of the future. We saw that coming in before COVID, but I think more than ever, uh, people are using it. And we're just finding out, look, you know, COVID was awful. I think the death of the human spirit is one of the greatest tragedies of, of COVID. But if there's one positive thing that we can glean from it is we did learn where we can streamline certain aspects of our life, certainly as an attorney who's got to appear in court every day. When I can go on Zoom and I can continue to get work done and do other things and you know, pop in for these routine hearings that take 30 seconds, that's a good thing. Telemedicine, another good thing. Um, so certainly the convenience factor of that, but take advantage of that because even the effects of COVID, we're still seeing that with doctor visits. It's hard to get in. You know, due to COVID, we can't see, we can't get these appointments. We're going to see that for our lifetime. They're going to use that is excuse for bad customer service from here cool. until eternity so if you can take advantage of that now what's the website where do people go for that well, uh, telemedicine
1: we, i'll put a link in uh, underneath your uh, promo and my promo on uh, on twitter
3: i'll do that as well so guys check that out use that bob and eric promo code he said 9 9.99 a month for telemedicine access
1: that's the first month then the it's 29 dollars
3: Still, it's it's a fraction. I know that if you go on for telemedicine, just just for one visit, it's going to be twenty five bucks just for a visit. So this is for a whole month. If you need to go more than once, obviously it's and great. And the whole family. And the whole family. Yeah, yes. everyone in your household can use the same account. So that's a really great product. Thank you, Bob, for bringing that to the show. Yep. All right, guys, where do we begin? Well, first, uh, I want to just say something. Since the last time we were here, I was honored to uh, be able to go to Mar-a-Lago for Trump's big announcement. I went that night, I got to meet a lot of my heroes. I got to see a lot of old friends. It was a really great time. Um, The energy was palpable. I mean, we feel it like, okay, um, we're coming back. We're, We're gonna put our eggs. In this basket, I don't want to see division. I don't want to see the media creating these Desantis versus Trump battles. Um, I am I am a hundred percent behind Trump, and I think most of us are. Now, there, you know, that's not to say. And let me let me stress this.
2: Don't do it.
3: No, no I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say, but I'm going to say I I don't want this bullshit. Trump is the golden calf. Cultism. If he does something that you don't agree with, have the freedom to criticize him. I don't like this. Trump is infallible, and everything he does is part of the plan. And, like, we're living in this big Nick Adams tweet. It's just stupid. If he makes a mistake, call him out. We want him to be good. We want him to do things better in his second term. He had a great first term, but there are some things he could have done better. And we want him to have a better second term. Rampage, what say you? Trump 2024. What's your thoughts? You agree? Okay.
2: I I had to corner Eric. When he got out of Marlago on Twitter, and and make sure that I got the the, you know the the commitment there, um, and in doing that, it was half of it was just me, you know, joking with him, but the other half was, um, you have this weird dichotomy between the two right now, and I'm not sure where it came from. Half of me thinks neither one of them want this want to be pitted against one another um i think they're being pitted against one another by the money and by the rhinos and um look i'll I'll be the first one to call trump out on shit that he does wrong right he fucked up when he had yay in his house the other night uh I, i'm sorry it, it, if yay's been walking around for a week and a half talking about he's running for president don't have him at your house right he's just all he's gonna do is is divide and um when you show up with Nick Fuentes and and Trump has no clue that he's gonna be with you, and all of a sudden, look look at gave the liberal media bait, chum. You threw chum in the water, and um, that was a mistake, right? It was another unforced error uh, on Trump's part. So I'd like to see him tighten up his shit. I'd like to see him stop listening to some of the people he listens to, but. I don't know. I think the jury's out with, with Ron DeSantis, like as a governor, he's been great, right? But that's what you would do. Now, now, hear me out. If you were going to be be somebody that snuck in to the White House um, with the America First backing, wouldn't you have to first get the America First people behind you in order to get there? Uh, so if I was like a sleeper, right, and I'm not throwing it out there, yeah, don't lose my, your shit, people. If I was... I would be a great America first governor. I'd get all of you behind me. And once you were behind me, I'd run for president and you'd put me in the White House. And once I was in the White House, then I would show who I truly am. It's no different than what happens with our senators and our congressmen consistently. I'm worried about that. I need to see something from Ron DeSantis that says that's not who he is. I need to see him walk away from some of these people that I know are are hanging out with him and talking to him.
3: Let me let me make a comment uh, before we get to the Desantis Trump thing, a- and I agree with everything you say, and and I'm a huge Desantis fan. I love Desantis. Oh. Um, I think he's presidential. I think in order for unity, and and the number one thing we need to think about is we have to win. We have to win in 2024, and we don't win where we have two popular conservatives, two America first conservatives, and I believe DeSantis is America first. He hasn't had the chance to elaborate on that on a national stage yet because he's the governor of Florida, so it's obviously Florida first for him, but he has shown us, he's proven himself to us. Mind you, he came in in 2018 relatively unknown. He almost lost to Andrew Gillum, Trump did push him over the finish line. He came. In and he proved himself, and he's one of the few politicians to come out of COVID with a better reputation than he had coming into it. I think a lot of po- politicians, uh, even the, your most popular ones, even your big conservative ones, came out of COVID with damage done to their reputations. And really, it's hard to. It, DeSantis came out of it. Uh, up one. He came out of it with a positive reputation, and COVID was a boon to him. I want to touch on the, the Nicholas Fuentes thing. We're, we're going to have Bryson Gray on in a few minutes. I know he's got a lot to say about Kanye and Nicholas Fuentes. Uh, Chuck Callisto was supposed to join us today. Unfortunately, he is uh, under the weather. He's got some medical issues going on. We wish him well. He's probably going to come on next week. Uh, Bryson should be joining us in a few minutes, obviously talk about his new album and all the wonderful things he's doing. My take on Nicholas Fuentes. Okay, I don't care for Nicholas Fuentes. I don't think he's a pretty influential voice. He's got his little group of groypers and there and they kind of do their thing i'm a jewish american i don't pay attention to it uh it doesn't offend me i just think he's i just think he's wrong and he's stupid and i pay him no mind trump i don't think trump knew who he was everybody thinks I, it's it's the right. same way let's go back to the mar-a-lago raid it's the same way oh my god trump took nuclear secrets because he was going to sell them to his enemies and then the washington post very quietly after the midterm goes oh no he didn't, he was just, he likes to keep momentous. Trump sees everything through the lens of Trump, which is why the whole trust the plan six dimensional chess thing is a bunch of bullshit because Trump doesn't think that way. Trump thinks about Trump. Everything is through his lens. So he doesn't know who Nicholas Fuentes is. And don't give me the argument. Oh, Nicholas Fuentes is verified on truth. Social. I'm verified on truth. Social Donald Trump doesn't have a clue who I am. <laughs> Donald Trump is that like Donald Trump is sitting there. Oh, Chuck's in the chat. There he is. Chuck, we're going to have you next week, buddy. Feel better. Uh it's not like donald trump is sitting there verifying accounts like oh i'm going to verify this account he has nothing to do with that process you submit your resume and your packet to a you know whoever and then they either approve or deny you he, he has nothing to do with it. It's like, say, Elon Musk is sitting there individually verifying people on Twitter. He has a whole team to do that. So yeah. just because you're verified on the platform that he owns doesn't mean anything. I think obviously he knows who Kanye West is. They have some kind of relationship. He's going to say, sure, come on in. He had two people with him. I guarantee Donald Trump did not know who Nicolas Fuentes was, did not recognize him as Nicolas Fuentes if he knew him. And again, I I don't think he pays attention to that. Donald Trump pays attention to what's going on in Trump world. He doesn't pay attention to every little fringe conservative blogger or Twitter personality out there. And to say that Donald Trump is anti-Semitic, he he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He was the foremost sponsored ally of Israel. Like, there's, There's no question. So it's stupid. I do think that Trump needs to be careful and I think he needs to be very cautious as to who he invites into his orbit, um, namely because they're going to try to destroy him on both sides. Remember, Donald Trump is fighting a war on two fronts. Mm -hmm. He's fighting the liberals. And he's fighting his own party. And if you throw in a third front, he's fighting the media as well. So he he does need to be cautious about that. I do think it's just um, the rage of the day. I think it's going to fade pretty quickly. It's not going to do anything to him. But obviously, he needs to vet the company he keeps. At the same time, while everybody's clutching their pearls and looking for their fainting couch and fanning themselves, lest we forget, Donald Trump has a little dinner with Nicolas Fuentes, who he probably doesn't know who he is, meanwhile before obama was president he's meeting with louis farrakhan who has come out and said and i quote and you could there's google for this hitler was a great man called jews what cockroaches termites yeah. he said every anti-semitic trope there is and i guarantee you that obama knew who louis farrakhan was when he met with him so don't clutch your pearls and don't call it what aboutism i'm calling out hypocrisy you know, he, he met with the guy, and he doesn't know who the guy is. Who cares? I, you know, Marjorie Taylor agreed said the same thing. I, I really think people are overstating the importance of Nicholas Fuentes. He's really not well known, and he's got a very little group of people. They are so far, they are so on the fringes of conservatism. I mean, it's like saying the Westboro Baptist Church represents Christianity. He's he's a nobody. He's a nobody. He has he has no following. Nobody pays attention to him, so it's a non-issue. I say we move on. I agree. Moving on, speaking of moving on, one thing that broke the afternoon of our last show, we did our show at like 11, 12, uh, we went about our lives and then we had our election spectacular. Oh no, that was after the election. God, I'm losing track of time. We haven't been here for two weeks. The FTX scandal. Can we talk about the FTX scandal and Samuel Bankman Freed and his billion dollars that we can't seem to find? It's just a circle
1: jerk. We send the money over to Ukraine. They send it to FTX. They send it back to the Democrats. It's just one big corrupt organization. And it should be a huge story. And it's a nothing burger.
3: Media Matters got mad at me because I, I put out a tweet and it inspired the meme where it shows how the money goes. And they got like you know millions of impressions. And Media Matters was like, oh, my God, making up these conspiracies about the Ukraine FTX connection. OK, FTX was a cryptocurrency exchange created by this weirdo 30-year-old billionaire named Sam Bankman fried who drives a, an old Corolla and lives in a house with 10 people. Now, here, that's the first flag for me. If you're a billionaire, I want to see you living like a billionaire. I'm nowhere close to a billionaire, and I try to live like one even though I can't afford it. I want to see you do things that billionaires should do i want to see you drive a half a million dollar car i want to see you live in a ridiculous house i want to see you enjoy the spoils of your money if you're a billionaire and you're driving a 98 corolla i'm thinking you're a psychopath i'm thinking you're a psychopath And why the hell would anyone invest with you now mind you his parents are deeply connected democrat operatives and donors he is the second largest donor to democrats second to george soros $40 $40 million in this last election cycle for up to the 2022 midterms. So back in March, Ukraine government and FTX formed this partnership, whereas uh, where people are going to be able to donate to Ukraine using this partnership, this investment with FTX. Well, FTX goes belly up. We find out the money's coming to the US, $40 million to Democrats. So if I can put my if I can do my math, tax money to Ukraine ftx back to the united states am i wrong
2: it's like walter white and breaking bad man he was falling at the end but he never changed what he drove
3: yeah but that's okay so look if i'm if i'm a drug dealer or if, like if i win the lottery or something like that i don't want like old friends coming around going hey eric i haven't talked to you in 20 years you know give me a million dollars i under i understand that but this is what the guy does he's a public figure he should live like a billionaire i just i just think like that's the big red flag when you have these virtue signaling guys like i want to give all my money away i drive an old car because i don't need it there's something wrong with you that's not how human beings are wired we are naturally in our natural state we are competitive we are ambitious we are greedy um but like when you when you come across like that, when you have all those resources and you and you choose to live a certain way, I don't know, man. That's a big red flag. I want to see success in people that I employ. I want to see success. If you go to if you hire a lawyer, that lawyer should drive a nice car, have a nice office, have a nice presentation, because that tells you they're successful and they get clients who pay them well. If you go to a doctor, that doctor should have a nice car and a nice office. So you know I'm trusting my life with someone who's successful. If you're gonna trust your money and like Tom Brady and his wife gave this guy millions of dollars, like, and he's just this like little, this chubby little putz. And anyway, that's neither here nor there. The idea is that we've kind of figured out how the money's coming back here from Ukraine, but there's not enough outrage on it. And the guy's actually going on some speaking tour. Did you see that he's going to be headlining some speaking tour next week? He's not going to jail. No, he—he's a Democrat, man. He's not going to jail. If he were a conservative, they would have—they would have Roger Stoned his ass at two in the morning. He's not going to go <laughs> yeah. to jail. There's, you know, for—for for every Democrat he donated to, I'm sure there's plenty of Republicans that are getting their hands greased. The thing is, we're realizing, we're learning now how these people, like Mitch McConnell, could go into the Senate in 1985, making. Now he's making two hundred something thousand a year, but back then he was probably making seventy thousand a year, and he amassed a net worth of thirty four million dollars. The guy's never had a private sector job. He was a judge, he was a prosecutor or something like that. He's always had a government job. He's never had a non government job. His wife was the energy secretary, so or no, she was the energy. She was the transportation secretary. How the hell are they amassing thirty five million dollars on government salaries? I think we know. I think now we know. His
1: wife apparently owns a shipping company with China.
0: Yeah. Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With Proper Stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order, because when you choose proper all-naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered
2: here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash
3: prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Yep. Conflict of interest, man. Okay. But anyway, anyway, they got to look into it, and maybe we'll get them looking into it now with a house majority. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is, you know, reluctantly they elected him the speaker. I disagree with it. I'm not going to play the cancel game. I, I, I guess I understand why they did it. I don't like it. I think it's a lot of. The same old politics as usual that we see but that guy wields a lot of power and you know he he and his people come door to door in the house and they say if you don't support us then we're not giving you any money next election cycle and these congressmen they're, they're in a constant state of re-election every two years they have to do it they're constantly raising money they're constantly doing the uh, the campaign dance so it's, it's unfortunate like every now and then they do have to kiss the ring um so kevin mccarthy is going to be the speaker of the house uh, he he said the other day they're going to come out and they're going to read the Constitution, which is a nice symbolic gesture. But I'm sick and tired of of empty symbolic gestures. I want to see some action. They did announce they're going to do a committee into Hunter Biden. Does that yield anything, or is that just like Mueller but on the other side? Rampage is nodding his head. No.
2: Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck your your Hunter Biden shit. I want January sixth, gulag inmates released. Yeah i want you to go after the department of justice with every fucking thing that you have and it should be your only goal the only goal that the the congress should have right now should be denying joe biden access to funds defunding the irs and defunding the department of justice until they've released all january 6 detainees that have not been convicted in a court of law before their trials these are, we are two years deep and people like joe biggs that have two purple hearts are still sitting in fucking gulags being tortured by the united states department of justice and the federal government that's what i want to see kevin mccarthy do you want to show me that you love america stop sending money to ukraine stop allowing ukrainian vets to walk around up in congress on crutches to pull people's heartstrings and bring American veterans in there and give that money to get American veterans off the fucking streets and get Americans out of the gulags that have been created in Washington, D.C. And unless you do that, and until you do those things, fuck you.
3: <laughs> I I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Republicans, you know, it's kind of like with this, this whole thing with um... – with Trump and and Nicolas Fuentes, you know, they they really don't handle any controversy well on their feet. They tend to either stray away or tend to apologize. Republicans are terrified of January 6th. No one wants to speak out. No one wants to do anything other than Marjorie Taylor Green, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, the usual group that we can come to rely on who are just unafraid. Say what you will about them. They are unafraid. Um, everybody else is towing a very different line, and they're like, we're just not going to talk about it. We're just going to let it pass. They're going to let these guys... You know, either plead guilty or go to trial. Um, Richard Barnett, Big O, who's been on our show, who's a friend of ours, is coming up, uh, going to trial sometime, I think, next year. And and his crime, he sat on Nancy Pelosi's uh, desk and propped his feet up. And, and honestly, when we look at the horror that was visited upon this country from May of 2020 through about October, with 25-plus people dying with billions of dollars in damage, coordinated riots in, in tens of cities, and the fact that, that nothing... Nothing transpired as a result of that other than, you know, the, some people got prosecuted. Those two lawyers in Brooklyn got prosecuted. One of them got 18 months, whereas the QAnon shaman got 41 months. Now, this woman, uh, forgive me, I can't remember her name. She was a you know, radical lawyer from from Brooklyn. Her and some guy went out one night during the George Floyd riots, and they made a, uh, a firebomb, and they tossed it to a police car. They damaged the police car. She ended up getting 18 months. For, for firebombing a police car. They're gonna Jay- get her out, by the way. What are they doing? I haven't followed her case. Are they? They're, they're doing they're a superstitious bond.
2: They're attempting to get her early release and get her out of jail.
3: They, they're yeah, they're probably doing like a superstitious bond or something like that. It's <laughs> when uh, a bond pending, bond pending appeal. Um, meanwhile, you know, you have uh, the QAnon shaman, who I don't give that guy you know any credence at all. He's you know mentally deranged kook. He's running around there with Viking horns and shouting like a lunatic, doing. Just being an idiot and 41 months in prison for that. Why? Because he's like the symbolic face of, of January 6th. Uh, yeah, It's time for Republicans to realize that uh, you know this is the political landscape in which we live. And, and what we should have done, and I've said it so many times, is we really should have created a committee to look into the riots of 2020. We really should have done that. I don't know why we didn't. Maybe they'll do that now. Statute of limitations on a lot of those crimes is not run. Certainly they could do it. Um, The January 6th committee, do you think it should be done away with completely or the focus should shift as to, you know, what uh, federal involvement there was in, in putting that thing together?
1: I think they should release all the footage and show her yeah. walking in, come on in, and then and then per- go after Pelosi. I mean, she's she's the cause of the whole thing. She orchestrated mm-hmm. it at the FBI. 14,000 hours, Bobby. Yep. yep.
3: I think uh, – I think Ray Epps needs to be subpoenaed. I yeah. think Ray Epps needs to needs to answer a lot of questions because I see this guy walking around and I oh. see him telling people, you need to go into the Capitol. There was even a scene right before where they have the barricade and he gets up behind someone, he's whispering to them, and then the barricade is breached. They go in. If this guy is there actively encouraging a riot and, and people heed that advice, you know, that's that's incitement under the federal statute. That's incitement. At the very least, he should be under investigation at at the most. I mean, he he should be prosecuted if this is to be a crime. Where you have people who walk in, Long after the initial breach, long after the others you know, people breaking the windows, the people that walked over from the elites later, ellipse later on, and went into the rotunda were taking pictures, and where the cops have have stood beside the door and are and seemingly allowing people to walk in, and I thought those people never should have been prosecuted, but those people are being prosecuted. Several of them are getting you know jail sentences, you know 60, 90 days in jail, and meanwhile you've Epps walking around where he was one of the main instigators. And the Mm -hmm. fact that he hasn't given any testimony, I I wonder why. I'm not making any unfounded claims about him. I don't know if he's uh, affiliated with the federal law enforcement or not. I don't know that. But the fact that we have to sit here nearly two years later and ask those questions is a problem. And it's incumbent upon Republicans to answer those questions because they have taken this mantle of January 6th and they apply it everywhere. Look at I, look at look at the broad brush that January sixth has provided to them. Anytime there's a mass shooting, anytime there's an act of violence, they can turn around and they just link it, make that causal link to January sixth and link it back to Republicans. We'll talk about Colorado Springs here in a minute. A rampage. What were you going to say? I was going to say I think yeah I think you're right.
2: I think it needs to shift. I don't think it needs to go away. I think that the Republican Party needs to come in and they need to flip everything on its head. And start showing the other side of the pendulum right i mean yep. the pendulum swings two ways it swung two ways that day you had people that that were bad actors you had you had some people that were there on our side that did some shit they shouldn't have done and maybe they should have got a slap on the wrist uh if we go and look at um brett Kavanaugh's, can uh you know uh confirmation hearings they breached the capitol then the left did they breached the senate room where he was being confirmed right. this is this has been blown out of proportion, so I think that it's a, it's incumbent upon Republicans to now take everything that they can get their hands on, and and I know that Schiff did some stuff where he's allowed, they're, they're now allowed to hide some of this from the incoming Congress. I don't know how they're going to deal with that, but they need to get a hold of all that footage, and they need to piecemeal it out, and it needs to be blared blasted across America on a nightly basis for the next two years. Yep.
3: No, I I agree with you 100%. And and when we talk about Kavanaugh, you know, we talk about a lot of people with January 6th are being charged with uh, interfering or interrupting with official government business, that they were trying to certify the election, and they interrupted that. What do you call when you storm the Senate chamber, and you're trying to disrupt the confirmation of a Supreme Court justice? Now, to me, January 6th was a formality, as it is every four years, because it's just Congress certifying the votes. They do that. Normally, it's done without great fanfare. Here we are actually confirming a Supreme Court justice, a lifetime appointment, one of the most monumental occurrences in American government, and you have people in there protesting with the intent of delaying it or causing some kind of disruption, and they were simply escorted out. I don't believe any of them were were prosecuted at all, and the fact that there were these organized movements together, and you had people uh, in the media and on the left encouraging it, and we just sat by and just went, oh, well, they're just disrupting again. Look what liberals are doing. The, their ability to weaponize and their ability to to take these uh things that we see on the other side but to weaponize them and use them to their political advantage is honestly that's straight out of the art of war and we should sit there and um you know we should sit there and be able to acknowledge the genius of it and at least emulate it i mean if there's one thing that they do better than we do it's ballot harvesting and you know in the states where it's legal we better learn to do it I want to see ballot drop boxes in every country, music concert, bass, pro shops, gun show, church, you name it, anywhere conservatives are going to congregate, because that is the landscape going forward. It's a lot easier to work within the bounds that you are given than to try to disrupt the whole system. Case in point, we had that conversation after the 2020 election. Let's let's start a new party. Hell no. You don't have the ability to start a new party. Take the infrastructure that exists with the Republican Party, take their fundraising apparatus, get rid of all the rhinos and put your own people in. That's what we have to do with voting the way it is. In in the state of Florida, one of the reasons we were so successful is we did away with all that COVID crap. We did away with the unsolicited mail-in ballots, the ballot harvesting. We now have an election, uh, basically a a task force, a law enforcement task force that goes after election crimes, we've made it very difficult to cheat. And the the reason we've done that is because we understand how the game can be rigged against the will of the voters. And with the will of the voters prevailing, 62 of our 67 counties went Republican. Ron DeSantis won by 20 points. Miami-Dade County went bright red for the first time in a while. So we're seeing that when you make a level playing field, The will of the voter is going to reign supreme because the majority of people in this country, like it or not, are center-right. We're a center-right country. We're not too far to the left. We're not too far to the right. Those are the fringes, and the fringes are amplified on social media. But most of us who are somewhat apolitical and just go about our lives, our ideologies, our ideals, the way we run our businesses and our families is center-right. And when you have that and when you have a level playing field, Republicans are going to win.
1: Yep, every time. It's the only way Democrats get anything is activist judges and cheating. That's it. Back. But
3: but if they're going to have mail-in balloting and they're going to have harvesting and all the things that we can complain about if they're going to have it in your state, rather than bitch and moan about it and go, oh, it's not fair, it's a rigged system, learn to play it better than they yeah, do.
2: Boy. Yep, get out learn. there and fucking doing it, baby. Get on it.
3: <sighs> And you know, Pressler, I I love seeing Pressler coming out and saying, "I'm going to be the best ballot harvester the world's ever seen," and he can do it. He can do it. That guy is a machine. Nobody outworks him. Uh, I think it's time for Rana to go. I'd like to see him. Hell, I'll I'll take Mike Lindell. I'll take Lee Zeldin. I'll take anybody over her. She's been detrimental to Republican success. What's up? One
2: of the other things I think that needs to happen is the, the 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 Republican voters in this country and the people like Scott Pressler and and the people like um steve bannon they need to shift their focus from this whole like turnout on election day and get out there goose they need to start putting their focus in after the election we need to have enough as much energy in curing the ballots after an election for every single district in this country as we do for for game day voting say because what happens when you actually aggressively cure ballots is you fucking destroy their cheating ability. You, you, if a Stolen elections get fixed when ballots are cured. So the Republican National Committee, they need to start concentrating on the curing of ballots post-voting post day. If you can get enough people to maintain their, their momentum to go out and knock on doors and make phone calls and cure the ballots, then you will peel half of the cheating <coughs> off of the backside of the election. There will be so many ballots that will be cast into the trash can because they never should have been counted to begin with that you'll start to fix the, the you'll start to fix the cheat from the backside. And then you put that together with what you just said about, you know, it play by the same rules they're playing by. And I think, Unfortunately that has to happen. People need to be motivated for after election day. Curing the ballots is essential.
3: Well it's it's a different it's a different world now and it's changed so much just in the last couple election cycles really in the last two because it used to just be, you go vote, we tabulate the votes, and at the end of the night, the winner is declared. And, and that's, the way, that's the way we were raised. That's the way our parents and grandparents were raised. But it's different now with early voting and mail-in voting and before and after. What we see in Arizona is not going to be the exception. It's going to be the rule. It's going to be the standard. And we have to get used to living in that. There are conditions in this country that I'm not happy with, but we have to realize repairing those conditions, fixing the system, is a lot harder than learning to go with it and and reacting to the rules of the game. I mean, it's like a sport, you know, when there's a rule change, you you adapt the way that you play and we have to do that going forward and Rampage is 100% right. Curing ballots, you know, making sure that this is done what we do before and after is just as important. Yeah. You know, if if you if you have a get out the vote drive and you just say let's all go out and vote on election day, you you're losing the battle right there. It's got to be if you have a state where it's early voting, you need to be out there promoting early voting if it's mail-in voting we need to get our ballots out there we need to have them have hey if it's same day you know registration and can vote on the same day republican committees need to have tables set up at every bass pro shops at every church and every gun show signing up voters and here vote and put your vote in this bin right here right now
2: right we're so educated and so well prepared on the left to, to steal these elections that they already have an entire infrastructure built for after, for what happens after they stole an election, for how do we shut these people down, shut them up, and it starts with the mainstream media, big tech, and the federal government gets involved and helps them. So the, the Republican Party has to get their after game day, uh, you know, their infrastructure built. They have to get out there. They have to understand that you can fix their fucking steal by one ballot at a time verifying that the person lived at that house the person had a right to vote and should have been voting and that's the person that cast that ballot and 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 that will blow up their shit they need to be it needs to be a huge after voting day and this only needs to happen for a cycle or two because once you've blown them out of the water a couple times and had elections actually changed back the fucking game is up the game is over dude and and elon musk Put a tweet out asking, what do you think of the culture war? And I responded to him, I think the culture war would be over by now if big tech and the federal government had kept their thumbs off the balance of it and let the mm-hmm. American people have their little culture war. It'd be done. There would be no fucking drag time and story hour anymore. That shit would have done been dealt with.
3: Conservatives are afraid. They don't want to dip their yeah. toe into the culture war. They're afraid to be labeled as bigoted or, or anything like no that. And um you know, it, it's interesting the way that slope gets so slippery so fast. Um, you know, with, with with the the drag queen thing, you know, the way that the left is able to frame it. You know, it, you know, first of all, it was it was same sex marriage, and then it was transgender. Now we're at this. You know, let your children be exposed to this, and I'll, everybody knows it's wrong. Everybody on both sides. But if you're on the left, you want to keep your mouth shut because you don't want to be affiliated with the right. And if you're on the right. A lot of people, notwithstanding the present company, a lot of people are like, hey, I got a job, I got a family. God forbid someone says I'm a transphobe. But you you have to stop allowing them to lump you in with these blanket terms. You know, it's like racist was in 2019. They threw it out now with seditionist and transphobe and things like that. Um, nobody's nobody's afraid of transgender people. They nobody's afraid, nobody you live however you see fit. It's exposing children to sexuality and why the left can't draw the distinction between the two is either ignorance or it's just willful blindness or it's just they're living in their echo chamber. It's kind of like, you know, coming out and saying they're talking about the majority of people who are now dying of COVID are vaccinated and we're screaming from the high heavens going, hey. They were telling us if you got these vaccines, you weren't going to get COVID. And Left comes out and says, They never told me that. And you can play them a clip of Joe Biden on a CNN town hall saying, Hey, you're going to be OK if you get these shots, you're not going to no. get COVID. And they go, He didn't mean that. Only someone with, then when someone as dumb as you would interpret that to mean what he literally said? Vaccines yeah, involved. Yeah. I'm
1: wondering when the hell the women are going to stand up and, and put their foot down, allowing these men to run over their girls.
3: You know, we talked about this on the last show that uh, you know, that yeah. movement is, is eliminating everything that feminism has fought for it yeah. is completely eliminating that. And you know who, who should be really upset uh, what's gone on with with the transgender movement is uh, gay men, because the LGB, you know, gay, it, this space was created for you. You guys fought for your rights. Women, lesbian women fought. And now you're at the bottom of the barrel. Your your movement has been co-opted by transgenderism. And a lot of gay people are speaking. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa! I, I didn't want any part of this. I don't want any part of exposing children to this. I just want to yep. be able to, uh, you know, to live with my partner, my husband, and that, and that's all well and good. So I'd be, uh, I'd be furious if, if, I were that. They um, are. We trying-
2: they are. You're, yeah. they're, they're, pissed off, Bobby or Eric. They, you see them all over Twitter and, and any social media, even out on the streets at this point. Um, separating themselves. And most of them are standing in the same corner that we're in right now. They're in our corner and they're sick of the fucking trannies. And look, I don't think you have to hate trans people. No, not at all. I don't hate trans people. I don't care. You do what you got to do. You're the one that has to talk to God at the end. I don't have to talk to God on your behalf. I only have to talk to God on my behalf you understand, yeah. and and what you do with your body, that's your choice, and that's the same attitude that we ha- ended up having towards gay people. It's like, if you wanna be gay, be gay. That's your deal. Don't expect me to fucking clap and tell you how great you are, because I'm never going to, right? That's my right. You don't get to dictate my rights, and the same thing goes for trans people. However, it's what you said. When you cross the pendulum, so to speak, or you cross the Rubicon, so to speak, and you start fucking with kids, You'll never ever find any common sense,
3: rational human being that's going to tell you that you're in the right. You're a sick fuck. Yeah, here's the thing, and, and I don't want you know anyone to misinterpret that. Uh, you live however you see fit. I've known a lot of transgender people. You you live however you want. I think where people get upset, and and uh, to to draw reference to pop culture and because you know, so the, Remember the movie, the uh, Judd Apatow movie, Bros, about the, the gay relationship? It, it bombed at the box office. And, they, and the creators of the film, instead of looking at it going, God, did we create a shitty film? They came out and they said, you're all homophobic and I can't believe that a movie like this didn't do well. But then we, we who, who are, are cinephiles, said, wait a minute, Philadelphia, uh, Brokeback Mountain all these right. quote-unquote gay movies were great films and they did really well because it's the it's the way that it's packaged and put together. I want to go to a movie to escape. I have a stressful right. job. I have the stress of life. I want to go to a movie and be drawn into a story. I don't want to go to a movie and have someone wag their finger at me and tell me what a horrible human being I am and be lectured and have it constantly rammed down your throat. The difference between Philadelphia and Brokeback Mountain was the the gay, the homosexual relationship was an integral part of the story, but it wasn't the entire story. It wasn't like we're going to ram this lifestyle down your throat, and you better accept it. It was like this is a story, and th- these are the situations and the circumstances with which the characters found themselves. Whereas the movies now, it's really just about how can we check every diversity box? How can we make sure there's every represented group and every trope of, of wokeness is represented here just to shove it in that story when it has nothing to do with it, and all of a sudden it becomes a public service announcement no longer as entertainment. The whole thing with the, the LGBT movement and the reason you see pushback is, one, it's gone way too far mm-hmm. um, with, with, the, you know, with the, ch- the children, allowing children to go to drag queen shows with – Taking a child to a drag queen show would be like me taking my 12-year-old son and his sixth grade buddies to a strip club. It's entirely inappropriate. It's the same thing. One is neither is, is better nor worse than the other. They're both inappropriate drag queen shows my wife went to them all the time in college she went to college in new orleans her and her buddies used to go to them that's what they're there for they're there for adults to go and have fun men women i don't care go have a good time they're not for children just like a strip club we all go for bachelor parties we all go with our buddies they're for nights out they're not for children so leave it be um and i think just the constantly trying to force that down your throat in every aspect of life And with corporate America raising their hand to go, how can we incorporate our wokeness? How can we incorporate that message? Mm -hmm. into here, like Disney, like all these companies, like with the BLM riots, all of a sudden, every company was putting it forward. You realize, first and foremost, there's no altruistic motive behind it. It's all to make money. They just see an opportunity. Look, we can make money here. Um, and, And that's what people are sick about. And I think you would have a much more tolerant and inclusive society. If we just didn't constantly force it down people's throats all the time, what, you know, most people like if you if you go to uh, you know, the mall or you go somewhere and you see two men holding hands or two women holding hands, nobody's going to pay any mind to it. No one's going to shout. No one's.
2: I look and it still makes me fucking cringe. I'm not going to yeah. lie.
3: At Rampage, no. you are you are delighted, and, and you are welcome to have that opinion. I feel the same way when I go to Disney and I see a six hundred pound couple in rascal scooters eating t- eating turkey legs and sixty four <laughs> ounce cokes. I feel that way too when I see them when I see them getting those scooters jammed in the Morgan. narrow walkway, and we have to stop because they can't fit through. When I'm trying to get on a ride. And I see someone who weighs 550 pounds trying to get in the ride and the the staff is trying to politely tell him, sir, you don't fit. And he's arguing with them and it holds up the line for 15 minutes because he wants to speak to a manager. That's what I have a problem with. I would much rather see two fit and attractive men walking, holding hands than... (laughs) You know, Mister and Missus McGillicuddy from Iowa, who weigh a combined fifteen hundred pounds, and, and nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the environmental effect of obesity. I was just at Disney There's last week. in the world. I am. You know what? I <laughs> I am bringing. I am raising a point that nobody wants to talk about. Is the climate the the effect on the climate of obesity? No one talks about that. I was watching that. I was observing human behavior at Disney last week, and I was up there with my family. And and I'm watching the human form in its natural habitat. And I'm looking and I'm like, these people who are three times my size, and I'm by no means a small guy, but three times my size are consuming more resources. They're using more energy. How come nobody comes out and says, if you want to take care of the environment, be fit, be a steward of your environment, You know, be a healthy weight and consume a healthy amount of resources? Why does nobody say that?
1: Shame. Bring back shame.
3: But yeah. it, Shame is shame is a great motivator. Now, here's the thing. I do not like when I see pictures of you know, people posting. I got off Instagram a long time ago, but people post on Instagram like, I was at the gym and look at this fat slob at the gym. If you are at the gym and somebody shames you, that is wrong. If you're at the gym, you are taking the first step towards yeah. being healthy. And I don't care your fitness levels. I see guys in the gym that are in incredible shape. I see people in the gym that are not and the fact that you're there and you're working and you're actually taking that step to better your health your appearance your overall well-being is a huge testament to you and nobody should be shamed for that but people that exist in the world and utilize more resources than than other people that that to me bothers me that bothers me and the whole body acceptance the whole fat acceptance movement is the antithesis of being a good steward of your environment. So if I, you know, ride my bike instead of take my car or something like that, you know, that's one thing. But if I weigh five hundred pounds and I'm consuming three or four times what an average person needs to consume, well, that's more grazing land for cattle. That's more electricity. It's more resources. I mean, let's let's be honest here. So I think what it does is it not only highlights some points that we're not talking about, but it highlights the hypocrisy of climate change because these are all—you know—none of these methods in place are there to actually fix the environment. They're Eric's all means of laugh Right now, Eric's trying not to laugh
2: as he speaks because he knows right now, fucking up fat folks
3: What? <laughs> i'm not i have no smirk on your face man there he is i am i am not laughing i am being very very serious i'm laughing because i see funny comments and just because i'm overall a jovial human being ladies and gentlemen boys and girls bryson gray bryson welcome bob and eric save america how are you what's up what's up what's up can you hear me i can hear you beautifully look at you in your professional studio doing well new album just dropped yesterday bryson uh, you may not think so looking at my appearance, but I am a hip-hop mm. student. I am a connoisseur of hip-hop. I love it. And, man, your flows are timeless. Thank Where's you so you, much, man. Where did you learn to do that? Um, I,
4: I always get this answer, and I think people don't believe me because it's so, like, crazy. But I literally, uh, as long as I've been aware of my existence, I've been rapping. Like, literally. Like, I don't remember my life before i started rapping i started like producing beats even though i didn't produce any other beats on this new album but i started producing beats at nine i remember that but i've been rapping since literally forever
3: but your mastery of the verse and the bar and the way you put it together—it's very reminiscent of Notorious B.I.G. Because he was probably the the best at that, where he could put all those verses and the wordplay together. He's one of the masters at that. Who were your influences as you were developing your craft? Who were you looking to to model your uh, craft after?
4: Um, I had a, I, I've had a few few different favorite rappers over the years. I haven't I stopped listening to secular music two years ago. But Tupac is my favorite rap artists of all time and the way i judge music is like a list a criteria list and to be in my top you have to hit all of them which is delivery um content uh beat selection hook diversity you know what i'm saying i think uh a lyrical ability i think all those and i think people like tupac you know did all those um uh i used to be a huge fan of eminem mm-hmm. uh kae west And um, this last one might shock you because it shocks everybody when I tell them. I'm not going to lie. Drake really impressed me.
3: Drake is – I don't think he gets enough credit for hip-hop because he he does straddle the line between hip-hop and R&B and more conventional pop music. I have heard some of his things, and um, he is good – Eminem, I I was a fan of his when I was young. That was my era coming up. Um, his, if you really want to have a treat, go find his underground stuff from Detroit in the mid 90s, his freestyle. Like we all saw the movie, we also eight mile. Like he really did that. He really did that. And he was brilliant. Now, Bryson, I don't know how you feel about this, but Rampage and I, uh, our favorite rap album of all time is Banging on Wax by the Bloods and Crips. Have you heard that album?
4: I've never heard that in my life.
3: <laughs> okay. You need to, to it. Yeah, you need to listen. Okay, so we, I come from Los Angeles. In 1993, the Bloods and Crips gangs infamously got together and, and put together a rap album they call Bangin' on Wax. It is, when I tell you it is brilliant, it is absolutely brilliant. So that is a required reading for anybody who's a student of hip-hop. Go check that out. Uh, but Bryson, what you're able to do, you know, mixing your your religion and mixing your politics in with this popular form of music, how did you decide to to take a a platform that's typically not conservative and, and turn it into your own? Uh, because I've always, so in North Carolina,
4: I've always been popular making music, especially in the 336 area. I, and when I say popular, I don't mean like a lot of people claim they're popular growing up. I mean, you can find videos of my, my I used to be in a rap group Called Three Thirty Six Boys when I made secular music growing up. And there's videos like on YouTube, from, like thirteen years ago, when YouTube wasn't even that popular. And you, you see kids, hundreds of kids running, running, running us over like with Michael Jackson, like literally jumping on us and stuff like that. I've had songs on the radio. I've had songs in movies. I was on One Hundred Six in Park growing up. Um, so if, if you actually listen to my music, my secular music is still up. I don't delete stuff. I like people to see the progress. Towards the end, like towards like 2016, um uh, you can hear me talking about God a lot. I was still cursing, still talking about other stuff, but you can hear me like talking about how like I'm working on my relationship with God. And um I've been a Bible bumper all my life. I was always lukewarm, but I've always read the Bible just to be a student, study myself approved. And um, once you get into the Bible, enough it makes you want to change your life because nothing else will make sense. And it, and once that happens, that lifestyle just doesn't fit with at all, zero percent with a democratic platform. Um, you literally just, you literally can't. Like that's why I say, like you, you, I usually say this a lot. You can't be a a a Christian and vote Democrat because it really doesn't make any sense. To be honest, the Republican Party is going towards that same way. But um, like I, I, I didn't understand it. So I mean, naturally, I just make music about my life. I never made music about selling drugs. I never sold drugs. Um, I never made music about you know what i'm saying killing people This was a freestyle or something i never killed nobody either uh <laughs> i always to like think about my life and uh, i still do it
3: well i think i think one of the reasons why that genre of rap became so popular was its authenticity um and, and you know certainly you know it shaped culture tremendously but i, I see exactly what you mean um and, and certainly talking about the democrats and obviously you've made you know no qualms about your politics and you're, you're used to making very controversial statements. And I want to bring up something in just a moment. Uh, did, did you get kicked off Scottish radio?
2: Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> BB, yeah. BB, yeah, That was the, listen, I've been in a lot of situations where stuff like that happens. I'm, I'm I'm really used to stuff like that. But in this case, I wasn't because I didn't say anything. Like I was very confused. We were two minutes. Of, literally the full interview was two minutes. And, um, he brought up, he, they brought me on to talk about Kanye. That was the sole reason they brought me on. Talking about Kanye West 2024 and my thoughts. But then he brought up, like, when well, he mixed Kanye and Trump together and said, basically he was alluding to the fact that neither one of them should be in the White House because of the statements they made. And he um, centered in on Kanye's statements. And I said, I don't think anything he said was anti-Semitic. Like, I just don't. And then he explained to me what he thought was anti-Semitic. And then I was about to respond to the entire thing, but I responded to the last part, and I and I said, listen, man, I said these people, I mean, the three biggest uh, record labels, you know, Universal Music, Sony, I didn't even get to go into detail, but I said the three biggest labels are owned by Jewish people, and they kicked me off instantly and said, um, and said, uh, I mean, I don't know if y'all heard the clip. The clip is on Twitter, but okay. basically ended it and said, we got to go and we apologize for anything Bryce have said or he may say in the future. Like, it's like, it's like it was the craziest thing I've experienced.
3: Well, that, I mean, that, that's cancel culture wrapped up for you. And I think we, we need to have these controversial conversations. I mean, that's thats the basis of free speech. Uh, Republicans shy away from it, too, a lot. Uh, speaking of Kanye West, I mean, he is in the news, obviously, with, with what happened with Trump meeting with Nicolas Fuentes. Now, we talked about that a little bit before we came on. And I don't think at all that Trump is anti-Semitic. I don't think Kanye West is anti-Semitic. And I'm speaking as a Jewish American. I think that term gets thrown around a little too loosely. Uh, I think, first of all, I don't think Trump knew who Nicholas Fuentes was. I don't think he follows this guy. I don't think he knew who he was. Uh, secondly, w- what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on Kanye and some of the things he said? And, and obviously, he, he, do you think he's running for president in twenty twenty four? Do you think he's going to do that?
4: I think he's actually running for president. I think Kanye has uh, big dreams. And, and what I will say, I would typically I would not be because I wasn't I wasn't really interested in Kanye West's presidential bid in twenty twenty. But what I will say, if I'm being honest, I'm becoming more of a one-issue voter. And what I mean by that is I'm still knowledgeable about economics. I'm knowledgeable like, about most aspects of politics. I'm probably the least knowledgeable about if you get deep into foreign policy. I know basics of foreign policy, but not if you go deep. But um, I, I'm, under Trump, let me start at Obama. Under Obama, under Trump, under Biden, there was a similar theme. The moral fabric of society got got worse um with all of them Mm -hmm. economics got good under trump and matter of fact i say this all the time best economics i've ever seen in my life i'm only 31 but still best economic best economics i've seen in my life best economy i've seen and the 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 moral fabric of this country still got worse so the issue is deeper than finances and money obviously so when Kanye talked about laws being based on the Bible, about God being the center of the campaign, typically I would never say I, I would even be interested in Kanye running for president, even though he's my favorite rapper ever. But that can interest that 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 right could pick my interest. Okay,
1: round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
1: Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No the lucky by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLand slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Well, the issues you're talking about, and we talk about that a lot in the show too, those are cultural issues, and I think you're 100% right. I think I, my, if I had to pinpoint where culture started to go downhill, I would kind of go to the turn of the 21st century. I think reality TV was kind of the first blow. I think social media, I think you know all that stuff that came after, certainly you could say what you will, but reality TV, because I think the idea that you could be famous for nothing, um, doing these things, these ridiculous things for attention – could be devastating to people that are developing and trying to figure out the world around them and now having these unrealistic viewpoints and ex- expectations for their lives. You are right. When when Obama came in from 2008 to about 2012, 2013, we just saw a dramatic cultural decline in this country. And we did continue to see that under Trump. I don't think that's anything a president can fix. I think that's something that, that a, a movement of, of people need to fix. And I think that and I'm not any any you know way particularly religious, but a movement back to God, country, family, the, the core tenets of what America first means to me. It means there is nothing more important than your God, your country, your family. That's going to be what saves the country. It's not necessarily going to be who we vote because we can vote the best president in. But if the culture is decaying, that doesn't do us any bit of good. So do you think that Kanye West... I mean, look, he's got the money. He's got the name recognition. I, I don't know how successful a run is going to be. But do you think that he has the ability to do that, to unify the country and bring everyone back to these godly principles? Um. So I I, I don't think certain possible Well, actually,
4: I disagree. I do think policy can fix it, partially. Okay. Culture, obviously, the main aspect of it. And a and, and politician can't necessarily fix culture. But politicians sure can make it worse. Um. If, if, a, if a president doesn't do anything about the, the cultural aspect of this country, then, of course, it, it'll get worse. And Democrats purposely make it worse. I mean, you got 2015 when the Supreme Court overruled uh, the majority of people who votes in this country about same-sex marriage. Like, most states voted against it. Like, I'm talking about, like, everyone except three voted against same-sex marriage. And then the Supreme Court said under Obama, well, we don't really care what y'all did. We're going to do it anyway. Unfortunately, y'all are doing it anyway. Uh, then like, the Equality Act that hasn't really been passed yet but uh if that gets passed that'd be crazy um but kanye is different he's a cultural icon not a political one Hmm. kanye understands understands culture
2: donald trump was a cultural icon as well at the beginning when before he became and, and and here's the problem i see with donald trump is He's, he's almost, and, and and you can say what you want on Twitter, go blast me and whatever, but Donald Trump has turned into a politician to some extent. Oh, yeah. uh, when he showed up, he was a cultural icon. Tupac rapped about him. Everybody, I'm a California boy originally. And and so you, you said Tupac was your your favorite rapper. He was also my favorite rapper. And it wasn't just him. Everybody rapped about Donald Trump. He was in Home Alone. They erased him out of that. So the, the term... Politics runs downstream of culture, I think, kind of comes into this conversation where um, I don't know that a politician and once you become president, you have to become a politician. It's the job. Um, I don't think so. You don't think so? No,
4: nah, I, 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 I don't think so at all. And also, like, Trump was a cultural icon, but not to the same effect. Like, people meant everybody knew Trump. Everybody wanted to be Trump.
0: That's
4: uh-huh. different than what what Kanye is like before oh, before trump but before trump ran for president if trump would have did like a, a pop-up at an event he was popular but unless you really cared about business a lot of people in culturally are not going to show up if Kanye was did a pop up in 2014 everybody mama still showing up so that's right. why i'd be like so trump trump is a cultural icon more than any other president in history but i i don't think you have to be a politician trump i don't think trump became a politician until like Started being in the beginning of 2020 and it really started showing up like at the end of 2020 I think the first three years of Trump. I think he was Donald J. Yes. Trump for
2: like, sure. Absolutely like,
4: That now, now his presidential speech everybody get mad at me It did that presidential speech um that when he announced president like a week and a half ago yeah. That was not 2016 Trump. Right. That was that sounded like a politician Yep, and it was so weird to me personally because I've been watching Trump for so long It's so weird to see Trump talk like that. I um, he almost looks sleepy but um But, yeah, everything is downstream from culture.
3: I agree with that, Bryson. I was there. I was at Mar-a-Lago, and I was speaking with the press beforehand. um, And they were telling me, they said it's going to be a very subdued speech. It's not going to be typical Trump because they all get copies of it beforehand anyway. And I I saw it. um, The energy in the room was palpable, but it's a different feeling this time around. And, And the objective has to be to win because we see what happens when we don't win. Uh, we've talked about you know balloting and you know mail-in voting and harvesting and all the things that we need to do. You know play within the the realm that we're given to win this thing. Uh, but it's we need to unify behind a candidate, and I think we need to do that earlier than later. Now I don't like this made-up Desantis-Trump division that the media is trying to create because I live in Florida and I like both of them, and I don't want to feel like I have to pit these happen so they can split the base they can cut trump in 30 and then they would rather a democrat win so they can point to trump and go hey he's a loser let's rebuild and go put like a Jim bush style republican in 2028 we have to win this is an all or nothing election we have to win um so i mean kanye it's hard to tell when he's being serious i i think in his mind he is but I mean, do you really think he's going to take on Trump? He's going to primary
4: Donald Trump? I, I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure. Bless you. I'm almost 100% sure he is very serious. Like, he is very serious. And um, a lot of people be like, oh, he's going to take votes away from conservatives. Some people say he's going to take votes away from Democrats. Uh, both are true and not true at the same time. Once again, Kanye is a cultural icon. But okay. we got to look at the statistics a little bit deeper. Who I think Kanye can take. And when I say take, I mean literally take is an 18 to 29 voter group. I think he can take the majority of that. Because when he announced he's running, especially after the recent controversy, even after the White Lives Matter, sir, if you pay attention to culture, culturally, people started rallying rallying around him. I'm not talking about the celebrities, I'm talking about go to these, go to these pages like Shade Room, places like that. Go outside, read the comment sections. People are on Kanye's side For, of all races, if you're a certain age group. And I think, here remember, President, I don't think liberals like Biden, and I think a lot of people, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the 2020 exit polls, most Democrats voted against Trump, not for Biden, they really voted against Trump. Uh, and the, the 18 to 29 voter group is, the, is a voter group that Democrats have a stronghold on. Um, I think Kanye can really dip into that, and if his policies are right. I think he could dip into the millennials, also. Uh, will he be able to beat Trump? Currently, I don't think so. But if he made the the right moves, I wouldn't like completely take it out of the question.
3: Well, let me ask you this: If if he were a primary Trump, and you know he doesn't win the primary, I, I don't think he can win a primary. He's got the money and the name recognition. Would he mount a third party run?
2: Yes. You think you think Kanye would? I, I, I don't know. I think, know who this I think he's that serious. I, I'm agreeing with you on that side of it. I think he's serious enough to say. Look, Trump said it when, when, when in 2016 they said, "Everybody on this stage, do you promise not to run as an independent if you don't get the Republican nomination?" Trump said, "I don't. I'm not promising you that, and I don't believe Kanye will either, and it, and rightfully so, right? If you believe that you have what it takes and pe- you have the backing, uh, uh, look, I think he would. I'm just that's it. I think it it's, it's
4: it's po- it's possible, and it's it's his right to do it. For Sure, you know, people think, oh, he's trying to take us away from Trump. That's not even just." look at the statistics it's it's really both Kanye's like it's a different it's a different it's a different thing when you look at who his fan base is i went to a Kanye West show uh the last one actually he had in Miami i was there um and i saw people that was out there people that i would just typically think are liberals like you know what i'm saying and (laughs) you know it's uh i I think people will be so shocked by how many votes he actually gets if he actually gets
3: on the ballot It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm I'm going to put my support behind Trump because I see him as the best way forward. I like DeSantis. I think he's going to be ready in 2028. Kanye West, I don't dislike Kanye West. I like a lot of the things he says. I don't think he's got a a prayer when it comes to winning. And I want to win in 2024. I'm going to put every effort I have behind Trump. Um, But you are right about the fact that Music transcends politics, culture, icons like Kanye transcend politics that so can bring people together because above and beyond politics, Bryson, we have to look at this as a nation going forward. We are as divided. I'm 41 years old. We're as divided as I've ever seen this country in my lifetime. I think if you talk to people twice my age, they'll say the same thing. Uh, I don't think it's politics that's going to fix us. I think politics serves to divide us. It's going to be culture And music and things that bring us together because think about that. You know, we're tribal creatures. And think about how important music was to you growing up. We don't see the importance of music anymore. Like when you listen to a certain band or a certain artist, you're part of that tribe. You wear the shirts, you go to the show, you have your rituals, you have your things that make you a community. You go to a live music show, you make friends, you you hang out with people. It's like going to a tailgate. I think that's gonna be what does a better job of bringing people together other than politics and social media? Do you agree? I don't think anybody can bring people together. I think the division now is the division that I'm not
4: actually against because this country is becoming more secular. And a division, you know, at one point in this country, not even that long ago, probably like 20 years ago, uh, Democrats and Republicans, there wasn't really a huge difference. I mean, you had a few oh, economic issues, but everybody had the same core values. I mean, up until 2012, I would say, it's the core values people in this country are all the same. Um, now it's just totally different. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it, even me, I say it all the time. I don't, I don't want to unite with certain people. I'm not. I don't want to unite with LGBT people. I don't want to to, to, to unite with a lot of these. Um, will pedophiles, really, or groomers or whatever, whatever you want to call them. I don't want to even, I, would, I don't even like being around liberals. I genuinely don't because it's, it's against my core values and, and, and everything I stand for. And of course, we have the same, if you don't have the same core values of people, how can you get along with them? That can't make, that's like, that's like a marriage. If you, if you marry a girl without the same core values, that's called being unequally and it won't last. That's why a lot of relationships end in the first place because you people don't know if they got the same core values as the person they're, they're marrying. So I think it's like that with the community in this country.
3: 100%. I think I think that's true. I think it's true to some degree. I think that social media amplifies the division. I do think that as we go about our daily lives in the world, we don't see it as much. And certainly when we go to events, we're out with people. There, look, there are folks with whom you're not going to have anything in common. And Bryson's 100% right. I mean, even in, in our lifetime, not too long ago, the differences between Democrats and Republicans were stylistic differences, I believe, in this tax base. I believe in that. This is my foreign policy, but the overarching belief that the substance is the same. We could have had this debate 10, 15 years ago. You could talk about human rights and whatnot, but like a male, a biological male is a male, and a biological female is a female. And those are standards, and we don't deviate from those standards. We've deviated from standards, so now we don't have these merely stylistic differences. We have these substantial differences. But, Bryson, you know, before we, we let you go, I want to talk about your new album, "A uh, Hunter Biden Hacked, the song on the new album. Tell us about that song.
4: Uh, before, before I tell you about it, even in real life, so I go to airports all the time, and I purposely wear... This type of hat, like this, like if I wore this to an airport, this would be like the least controversial thing I've ever worked to an airport. And the reason I do it is for one, I'm tired of people still being afraid to wear MAGA hats and, and being afraid to wear conservative gear. Like, wear the crap out. The worst you're gonna get is a few bad looks nine times out of ten. Wear it out, and I wear stuff like this everywhere. But what I will say is, people give you terrible looks, like, people will really stop sitting beside you. Take a whole family and, and make sure they don't like look at you when you have on this type of you know we have on certain type of stuff so the division is there in real life it's just not as hype as on social media because i mean of course you're you behind the count but uh my album lion music it is as it's advertised it's music for lions uh it's based on proverbs 28 1 the wicked flee when no man pursues but the righteous are as bold as lions and people that are afraid nice. people that aren't bold um I, I think that's something they're dealing with on their own i think i think they're they're engaging in some type of wickedness when you're afraid of something uh because god didn't create us to be afraid uh we're, we're we're called to be as bold as lions so the music is for it like i don't rap about being depressed uh not to talk down on people with depression i just never been depressed in my life um ever it's just not my vibe. I I hate listening to music about being depressed. I don't want to listen to that. So when is somebody gonna make music with people that don't want to listen to that crap? You know what I'm saying? I want to listen to confident music. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not all of, it, but something like old oh, DMX. Like, we listen to DMX. You ain't depressed. You feel like you ready to? You know what I'm saying? You like you, you you energetic. You 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 ready to do something? You know what I'm saying? I like. I, you know, so that's the type of, that's the type of album this is, man. It's it's, 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 real music. God, family country is what the album is about. And then I got songs like Hunter Biden, hat on there, FBI Raid, Ultramack. I got songs like that. Well, I like those on there too. But this is like a, you know, for the bold people.
3: Bryson, you know what you're creating? You're creating that getting ready music. Remember when you were young and you used to go out at night and that music that you play when you're getting dressed, <laughs> and you're getting psyched yeah. for a good night. Getting ready music. So that's what I I love that message. That's, you know, like you think of DMX, like we, I remember growing up in that era and like I'm playing football and like you, the stuff you listen to before a game to get you hyped up. That's awesome. I haven't heard that type of music come out in a long time. Where can people buy your album?
4: Well, unfortunately I have no clue why Apple has not put the album out and I uploaded the album two weeks in advance, which is what you're supposed to do. And, You you might not know what this means, but it was green on the website, which means it, like, I had no thoughts of it, it not being somewhere Friday, uh, yesterday. And it's not on Apple. And we were second day in a row. It's not on Apple. Don't ask me why. I emailed them. Hopefully, they'll give me an answer. But it's out on Spotify, whereas, where, which is where we need to compete anyway. I mean, Spotify is where most of the artists at, even though they have banned two of my songs. But if we want to compete, we got to, like, compete with them on Spotify. It's on Amazon. I think it's number three on Amazon right now, overall, or three on rap charts right now. So if you have Amazon, even if you don't have, you can go Amazon and get it. Um, and uh, or if you keep the Sabbath, don't. Because I'm not buying anything today. Uh, but uh, it's everywhere. I don't know if it's on Pandora yet either, but it should be everywhere else. It's on YouTube Music and everything.
3: Can they can they get it on your website, Bry- uh, brysoncreates2.com?
4: It's not on there because I did I wasn't able to ship it to my website. But if you want a sign, thank you for reminding me. I can't believe I forgot to say this. If you want a signed physical copy, because I signed all the physical copies. Uh matter of fact, I have it right here. Uh, if you want to bypass all the crap, then it's brysinggraymusic.com. Just my name, music.com. And um, yeah, you can I don't know where the actual CD is in this case, but uh yeah, you can get on brysongray
3: Bryson, uh, thank you so much for coming by. Keep speaking your mind. Keep rapping like you do. You're a great performer, big fan. Uh, So many people love you. Keep up the great work. Congratulations on your album and uh, lots of success to you. Thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Nice. Gentlemen, we, uh, we went over a little bit on our time. I know we try to stick to an hour, but uh, Bryson, I love that guy, man. I, I got to meet him uh, last year at AmpFest and been a fan of his music for a long time. It's an honor to have him. Chuck Callisto, we do hope you feel better. He will be back next week. Uh, another week, another uh, opportunity of things to discuss. Gentlemen, any parting words?
1: Yep, yeah, I think I'm good, too. Not this week
3: want to thank everybody for dropping by remember hit up the patreon.com slash bob and eric everything you give helps the show keep going mypillow.com slash bob and eric use promo code bob and eric for all your my pillow needs and bob one more time what is that new sponsor we have the 9.99 first month for tell them what is it
1: it's telemedicine.
3: telemedicine telemedicine
1: yeah yep and use bob and eric and I'll, you and i will drop links next to our show
3: yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys a quick blurb on that. Yeah, so I dropped the link. It's Global Tech MD Telemedicine. Doctor visits anytime, anywhere. No appointments, no co-pays, no waiting rooms. Prescriptions ready for pickup. Access within minutes to a nationwide network of board-certified doctors. Normally going to be $29.95 per month. Now, that's not per visit. That's per month for you and any member of your household. The first month you're going to get for 9 dollars Use promo code Bob and Eric. That's all one word. Um, so make sure you guys go ahead and get signed up. And we're going to put that information right down there uh, in the description. It's called uh, Global Tech. That's G-L-O-B-A-L-T-E-K-M-D. Telemedicine. Uh, tell them Bob and Eric sent you. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. And God bless.
1: I keep America. You keep America. We'll keep America great. Keep America, you
3: keep America We'll keep America great